Um, you don't go to school necessarily to be a brewer. So, what did you want to be when you grew up as a kid? <laughs> oh, like translation, <laughs> what happened? Surely this wasn't Plan A, right? Well, no, uh, yeah. it's not something your teacher tells you you could be when you're growing up. That's true. They don't really encourage children to be. be a, wait, so you want? So you want to know like as far back as I can remember? What's the first thing I wanted to be when sure. I grew up? Yeah. That's pretty easy. No, I remember it like it was yesterday. Uh, I wanted to be a pterodactyl. Yeah? Yeah. You know? I was, you think your body had the capacity? To... Well, I was sitting there on the swing, you know, and my, with my mom and some other lady. I don't remember who. And one of them asked me, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up, Will? And I said, no-brainer, pterodactyl. Easy. Easy. So, so is it true that you studied at Professor Xavier's school for gifted youngsters? Uh, yeah, briefly. Uh, I don't know where you heard that, but, you know, more or less top secret. But, oh, well, uh, you know. I just assumed because you wanted to train leaks, to be a pterodactyl. Leaks so. happen, leaks happen. <laughs> no, yeah, I, no, I remember. I wanted to be a pterodactyl, and I said, you know, I made my dreams known, and because it's the job of adults to crush the dreams of children, you know, I was told I couldn't be. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Life has just been a series of compromises and disappointments ever since, basically. Well, hopefully you landed somewhere where you're at least having a little bit of fun. I am. No, I, I enjoy being a beer brewer. I like I like this job. Awesome. So I, I also heard or read that you, you've been fermenting things for a long time. I guess. I mean, I've since, you know, since I was old enough to be interested in drinking things, you know, uh, I guess would be, yeah, my early 20s probably we'll just say you know to keep it keep it safe uh yeah i mean this is pretty much i've had a few other jobs over the years you know forays into this or that industry but for the most part it's been beer brewer cool so so how did you make your way into brewing beer uh well i mean this is this sounds like i'm being silly but i mean it's kind of true i uh i was at a brew pub one day and i like had lunch and tried a couple of the beers and I forgot my wallet right and you know I was like kind of embarrassed about it but uh, I don't know somehow I wound up meeting the brewer the uh, the manager of the place at the time who was also the brewer because they didn't have a brewer and he was like really overworked and uh, kind of took me on as an apprentice and showed me the ropes and that was kind of my foot in the door so something that could have been a misfortune really turned into an opportunity for you. Yeah. Outstanding. Um, so where, what were some of your, I know um, from, you know, a simple search of the Internet, you kind of moved around a little bit. Um, what were some of your earliest brewing experiences? I know eventually you brewed for Rock Bottom and Parish and some other places. What were some of the early, early off starters along the way? Yeah, well, that first one that I mentioned, that brew pub, was actually uh, here in the Midwest. That was in Iowa. That was a place called uh, Cedar Brewing Company. 
I don't believe it's there anymore. I'm, okay. I'm not sure, honestly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, you know, that was, that was like the first one. And then, yeah, I mean, I bounced around a bit. I worked, uh, I worked at another place, uh, over in Montana called Glacier Brewing Company, which is a very cool, you know, very cool situation. It was a little town called Polson, kind of near Glacier National Park. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was. I a bet that was beautiful scenery. It was beautiful scenery. It was, uh, it was definitely a, a different experience, you know, part of the country I'd never been to before. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was beautiful. I'd wake up in the morning and look out my window and see, you know, like an eagle grabbing a fish out of a lake or whatever. <laughs> it was like pretty great. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Um, one of the places I saw you were at um, West Mountain Brewing Company that, on yep. the uh, Ale Trail in Fayetteville. That's correct, yeah. I have actually done the Ale Trail, so I Very might cool. have even tasted your beer. It's completely before. possible, depending on when you were there. Yeah. Yeah. So what was that like, being on like, the Ale Trail in Arkansas? That was a great job. I loved that job. Um, you know, I've, so I've worked in Arkansas. I've I worked in both Little Rock and Fayetteville. And, uh, yeah, those were good days, you know. Those were both, like, really cool jobs, working at small brew pubs uh, where, you know, I just... You, You've got like a great crew of regulars. You get to know people. It kind of becomes like a little family. Um, I mean, Fayetteville's an awesome town, actually. Yeah, we had a lot of fun there, actually. Um, so then you were you were on the East Coast. Then you went to the West Coast. Um, and then a little bit in the Midwest, you mentioned. What are some of the things you loved and missed um, about any of the places that you've been? Like oh, how you mentioned the waking up and seeing an eagle catch a fish. Out your window. Sure, that yeah. Would be pretty cool. Yeah. What are some other things? Oh boy. Well, at this point, I, I kind of miss the sun. I don't really think I would ever say that, being a, a pale complected person. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, that, I do miss that a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah I mean, there, honestly, there's. I, I can find something nice to say about just about any place I've been. Um, every place you go has its, you know, its ups and downs, and its pluses and minuses, and uh, that's kind of one of the reasons I've. I've enjoyed having the opportunity to like live in so many different parts of the country because they're all great for one reason or another, right? Totally. Yeah. And brewing gives you the opportunity to do that. Yeah, yeah. it has. So um, what attracted you to Chicago? Well, this job. I mean, this opportunity, you know. I was talking with uh, the owner, Brent Raska, who's opened Burning Bush here. Uh, we just opened about six weeks ago, I want to say. And I'd been talking with him. and. He was, I was kind of working as a consultant at the time, and, uh, you know, we'd been talking in that capacity, and I'd been kind of helping him out with making the decisions for laying this place out, and, you know, I mean, by the time it was done, I was like, boy, I, I kind of helped design a real nice brewery here. I'd sort of like to go make the beer in it, so that's, that's kind of how we arrived at that. And he was just like, okay. Yeah, basically. Cool, cool. He must have liked your ideas. Yeah, I mean, I think we wound up using most of them. Awesome. So you spend a lot of time here brewing, being the only brewer, right? I, I am the only person who works in the brewery here. That's correct. Wow. So do you have any time for hobbies or other things besides brewing? Yeah, I make a little. Uh, you know, since since coming here to Chicago, I've definitely had to try and find a, a new set of hobbies. Uh, you know, I was living in San Diego before I came here, so a lot of the things that filled my spare time, like surfing and you know, hiking and stuff like that, have kind of 
you know, kind of gone bye bye. But no uh, surfing here, but we do have paddle boarding on Lake Michigan. I so, don't know if that's yeah. as exciting. Uh, yeah, is Lake Michigan currently liquid? No. Uh, yeah, I didn't think so. Well, I, I don't know. Actually, I haven't seen that it. That would be an easy paddle board, I guess. You know. <laughs> Could be a new sport, yeah. Like ice board. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, you know, I've just honestly, I've been so busy with the brewery, but um, and with the holidays, I've been going home and a lot and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm trying to get out and explore the town when and where I can. Uh, you know, I, I go see a lot of live bands, which has been fun. Uh, Chicago's got a great film scene, so I've been like going to the movies a lot. Um, yeah, you know. Kind of stuff most people do, I guess. Awesome. When you first were talking about burning bush and hearing some of Brent's ideas, um, what would you say is kind of like the elevator pitch, or like how would you describe this brewery to another person who was asking about it? Boy, that w- that is definitely a better question for Brent. But I'll tell you, in my mind, we our mission here is to uh, first and foremost be just a great neighborhood bar for this little corner of the north side of Chicago. And I, I gotta say, since we've opened the doors, there definitely, we have definitely seen there was a demand for that. Uh, I mean, it's not like there are no bars around here, but I mean, we have been, we've, I'm grateful to say, we've been quite busy. So if you're listening to this, you live, uh, you live around and you've come to check us out in these first weeks, thank you very much. I mean, the response has been uh, overwhelming. So we're just trying to be a great little craft beer spot. We don't do food, uh, but we do have snacks, you know, we've got, Cheese, which I think comes from a, a local, uh, you know, some a local cheese company. Um, we're kid friendly, which seems to be a big draw. Um, which I guess just means we won't kick your children out. Uh, we've got, I think we've got sodas and snacks for the kids and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, we have a lot of guest beer. You know, uh, we because uh, the license to open and the brewery becoming operational happened very close to one another. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, it's it a surprise. To it, me, actually. it was good, but it also didn't give us a chance to brew much beer ahead of time. Oh, so, right. yeah. <laughs> so it's been, you know, we've, you can when you come in here, you can expect us to have, I don't know, somewhere between three and six beers on tap, depending on what day it is and how busy we've been recently. Uh, but to fill the void, we've got lots of great guest beer, uh, almost exclusively local from other breweries around Chicago. So this is kind of a great spot for you to come and just kind of get a little cross-section of Chicago beers. Nice. And um, I, I, was, I saw you guys had a event space back there that people could rent for free. That's right. And, you know, bring a party in there, have, have a few beers. Have you seen people in there yet? Uh, so we do have a little room in the back, and I do believe the brewery as a whole is available to be rented out. And, yes, I mean, part of, our, part of what Brent wants to do here is really give back to the community and be a space for community. And so I, I hope I'm saying something that's correct still, but I believe, you know, he has extended the invitation to various nonprofits if they want to come and use the space for meetings or events that, uh, you know, he, he will make them an excellent deal on that. Uh, so that's definitely part of the mission as well. And as I understand it, at some point there is a plan to begin kind of funneling the profits back toward various nonprofits. Nice. Yeah, I, I read that... Um Brent had kind of mentioned, you know, some biblical references, the name, the burning bush, and then um, talking about how Martin Luther's wife brewed beer and, and brewed beer, and some of the best beers in the world were brewed um, in monasteries by monks. 
Do you think that's like reflected at all in the, the beer variety that you have here? Well, so, I mean, that's an interesting question. I mean, it's not, there's not a deliberate effort to choose beer variety based on, you know, beer styles with a monastic uh, tradition. But, yeah, I mean, monks in Europe obviously, get, you know, kept brewing as well as many other things alive uh, through the Dark Ages. And it's funny, I mean, some of the, some of the styles that I'm more into do have kind of that, that lineage. I mean, even these wheat beers that we're going to try here uh, today were brewed by monks. And you can see images of monks on a lot of uh, the bottles, you know, like, like Franziskaner, you know, is a wheat beer. Uh, it's got a you know, picture of, like, the friar on it. Um, Brent is a former pastor. I think that's the term, pastor. And uh, he decided he wanted to do this uh, instead. And I, he, that has made its way into the branding, for sure. I mean, we're Burning Bush Brewery. Uh, most of the beers seem to have at least some sort of tangential biblical hook. Yeah. Uh, I don't name them. I just brew them, and you know I don't really care what anybody calls them as long as they call them good. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's good. Um, you always want good beers. Um, so, do you have anything in mind for like a flagship beer or um, any kind of style you'll be known for, um, or anything that you want to keep on tap? You know, throughout. The seasons. I would say a big emphasis here is definitely variety, right? We don't package the beer. We don't sell the beer offside at all. So, again, we're just trying to be a great bar. We want people to come in here and have a nice range of options to choose from so that people, like the people listening to your program who are just kind of just getting into beer will have something that they like. Uh, serious beer nerds will be able to find something they like. That's kind of the plan. Yeah. And so the, uh, the tap list has been kind of chosen by Brent uh, with that in mind. So... It's a little early to say if we're really going to have a flagship. I will tell you, our first batch of IPA was consumed faster than I have ever seen a batch of beer be consumed in one spot in my life. I wow. mean, I think they drank the entire tank over the course of two Saturdays and two Sundays. Uh, I mean, <laughs> with, with like a break in between. So it's probable that that IPA is going to be around, uh, you know, as much as we can have it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know you have some experience uh, with sours and some barrel-aged stuff. Um, do you think you'll see any of that make its way this way? I'd like to. We're very limited on space here, okay. and so that is kind of a factor. Uh, that said, you know, nothing's out of the question. Okay, great. So it's a nice neighborhood spot. Um, looking to give back to the community. Looking to have some um, a variety of beers on tap. And... Um, some exciting things coming in the future, potentially. I think that pretty well sums it up. Great, great. Um, are there any special projects you're working on right now, or special events, or releases that we'll, we should be on the lookout for? Well, we just had our grand opening, like, this weekend. Like, the last day of it was yesterday. Oh, okay. But that was, that was a success. I mean, as far as events in the future, I know we're going to be doing a party. I don't have the date. I know we're going to be doing a party with Waste Knot, which is a company that I'm really excited about us uh, partnering with. If you don't know who that is, they are a company that's set up here in Chicago uh, that is kind of like a waste disposal company, but, uh, they, you know, they bring you cans, uh, these bins that look like recycling bins. Uh, but it's compost. It's all compost. And they come and pick it up on a regular schedule, just like the garbage man would. And that's actually what we've been doing with our spent grain. Oh, composting it. Composting. Wow. Which is great. Uh, and has been very convenient for us. It's been a great service. So they're throwing, like, a huge party here. 
Um, I don't know the date on that, but you know that's that's something coming up that'll be cool. Um, other than that, I mean, like I said, we're open for events. Brent, I know, has been booking things, but I'm usually the last to hear about them. <laughs> you just have to make sure there's enough. I just have to that. try and keep the tanks as full as possible. Yeah. So with the compost, how many how many barrels do you think you'll fill, or like how many pounds? They, you know pounds? what? You know what? I've been. I, I need to reach out to them and find out. Because I don't, I don't weigh it, right? I don't. Okay. I mean, I know that we, I know when it's dry and we put it in the mash tun. You know, we're typically putting something like, let me think about this for a second, anywhere between three and five hundred pounds of brew, right? And that's the dry stuff. Yeah. It, uh, it often weighs more, much more. You yeah. know, when you put it into the. Into wow. The yeah, because I've, I've heard of some breweries um, shipping their spent grain to like farms to sure. feed animals. Right. I've never heard the compost. That's interesting. Yeah, that's. I mean, that, so having having worked in New York City, I can tell you when you live in an urban area like this, you know, finding farmers can be a little difficult. And without an option like these, you know, waste not guys, a lot of times it just winds up going to the dumpster. And I was kind of afraid we were going to have to do that, but yeah. thankfully we don't. You're working hard to save the environment. I'm, you know, have you heard of that thing, 1% for the planet? We're not doing that, but I like to think I'm at least doing 1%. There you go. You know? Every little bit helps. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I, I'm excited then. I'll look out for that event and um, look out to try some of your new beers that will be coming out of the fermenter soon. Um, but I invited you on the show to talk to us about the Weizenbach. So let's just start with something very basic because I have not seen a lot of Weizenbach on tap um, in Chicago. So walk us through what will it look like, smell like, taste like? Sure. Anything else you want to tell us about? Easy, it? yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I would say, first of all, to understand Weizenbach, you have to understand it's a German Weiss beer. It's part of that family of beers. So if you've ever had a Hefeweizen, this is kind of belongs in the same category, right? The Hefeweizen is very light. It's got the banana and the clove flavors from the German Weizen yeast. And if you took that same brewing process and that same yeast and you made a much bigger, darker, stronger beer, then you essentially have Weizenbach, all right? It's, it's not a Bach. Bachs are strong lagers, so that's kind of a point of confusion for a lot of people. Uh, this is... I think they're they're just kind of being cute there, you know. It's a it's a Bach like a barley wine is a wine. Okay. okay. You know that's just kind of maybe because the color. Like right. It's, kind of it's a just bit it's to denote that it's darker and stronger. Okay, darker and stronger. Although they're not all necessarily darker, and we may see that as we as we open some of these other ones up. Uh, so yeah, that's I mean essentially that's Weizenbach. You don't see them that often because it is definitely a specialty. Even in Germany, it's kind of a niche product, and. Surely someone in Chicago has made one at some point. I couldn't tell you who, but I've, I'm, probably somebody else in town is pouring one right now. But yeah. you don't see them very often. And if you walk through a beer bar and ask 10 people, have you ever had a Weizenbach? You know, probably only one or two of them will say yes. Yeah. So you can expect here a beer that is obviously a wheat beer, so it's going to have a little bit of uh, that kind of tang and zip from a high proportion of wheat malt. It's going to have that kind of wheat mouthfeel, which hopefully will be a little creamy. It's going to have the Weizen yeast characters of clove, maybe banana. 
as those phenolics become more intense with a higher gravity, stronger beer, that can even kind of permutate into cinnamon or, you know, it can get a little earthy. Wow, that would be tasty. Yeah, sometimes you get a little vanilla in them. Yeah. Um, I mean, when, when you have a nice good one and it's, it's at the right spot in its life, it can be a really beautiful thing. Yeah, sounds like it. I want to try one right now. I would say, well, we can do that. <laughs> That's an option. <laughs> So what does it take to brew a great Weizenbach? Well, it takes, a, it takes a really good mash ton and a very understanding boss. Uh, <laughs> you, wheat, beers, wheat beers are difficult to lotter, even the small ones. And so as you step up that mash and make it larger and larger, you're more prone to run into problems. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I gotta be honest, this one definitely uh, tested me yeah. and, and the equipment. And you tamed the beast, right? Well, we, we, we muddled through, okay. for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway, so that, you know, you, you, that's, you need that, and you need, it's a risk, you know, because this is kind of a lesser-known style, and you're not really ever quite sure how it's going to be received. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to have, you need to have both, a, you know, a boss and a customer base that you hope will be open to, you know, something a little more adventurous. Well, off the beaten path. I'm hoping that for those who listen to this episode, maybe they'll feel a little bit more comfortable, a little more curious to try it now that they kind of know what flavors to expect. And um. I would say this is a great style if you want to try a higher alcohol beer, but you don't like bitterness. Okay. There's very little hops in this beer. So it's kind of like very different from an IPA, which is oh, yeah. very bitter. Yes. This one will be a little bit softer. For sure. Soft, soft is a great word. Okay, great. Um, so what are some either uh, breweries that you know brew a great Weizenbach, or what are some Weizenbachs that inspired you sure, yeah. to say, I'm going to do that? Well, if you're talking about Weizenbach, I mean, one beer always starts the conversation. Uh, you know, with most beer styles, it's kind of kind of been lost to time, you know, where they began or, you know, who invented them or anything like that. But with Weizenbach, we pretty much know exactly that at least the modern Weizenbach was first brewed by a company called Schneider over in Germany in 1907. And it's this one. It's Aventinus okay. Weizenbach. Actually, they call it a they call it a wheat doppelbach. And the word Weizenbach isn't anywhere on there. All right. Well. But that's... Pretty much the standard bearer for the style is the only one imported to the United States for a really long time. Wow. And, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much the first one most people try. Cool. Anywhere around here in the Midwest? I, again, I'm sure someone must do it. Yeah. But I couldn't tell you who but off the top of my head. But it's all inspired from Germany. Germany is where the style was born, for sure. Cool. Um, okay. I just have kind of like a silly random question to ask. Sure. Um, St. Patrick's Day is coming up. Yeah. If you had to brew a beer, if someone told you, we're having a St. Patrick's Day party, we need a beer. Right. What would you I mean, with? I mean, the no-brainer is Irish stout, right? That's what everybody wants to drink on St. Patrick's Day, for the most part. Or green beer, but I'm not going to do that. Uh, <laughs> it's a common sentiment among craft beer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've done some things in my in my day, but I don't know. Even I have standards, you know. Uh, no, kidding. Uh, if you like green beer, you know, please do what makes you happy. That's really that's my like that's kind of my overarching thing. Whether it's putting a lemon in the hefeweizen, or 
green beer or whatever. If it's if it makes you happy, you do it. Go for it. You yeah. know, uh, if that's what tastes good to you. But I'm I'm not going to do it for you. <laughs> Open mind. Open yeah. mind. Not yeah. Do you do you dress your vice back up with anything? No. No, you let it speak for itself. I do. Yes. Excellent. Yes. Um, well, Will, do you have a dog? I don't. Okay, and we're gonna do a, a different um, toast. I, I am so honored and excited that you came on the show um, to talk about this new brewery that opened up on the Chicago craft beer scene. Um, thanks for teaching us about the Weizenbach. I'm excited to try. I don't even think I've tried one, so that's exciting for me. So here we go. Um, but I, I always like to end with a toast. Sure. Okay. So let's raise our glasses here. Um, Here's to the holidays, all 365 of them. Cheers. Cheers.